Hello, me bands, and welcome to the first ever podcast episode of Reese on Record. I'm Reese Wake. If you don't already know me, it's really nice to meet you. I've been running my little project, Reese on Record, as a written blog for a while now, and I was thinking for a while, you know, I'm wanting to set up a podcast. Why not combine with the amazing lead student radio, LSR, which is the channel on which you'll be listening to me today. So I thought I'd start the episode with a little bit of a get to know me for anyone who doesn't already. I am a second year student here at University of Leeds. I study a BA in journalism. I'm really interested in investigative journalism, specifically docuseries, all that kind of thing. Basically, I just want to be Louis Theroux. I'm a Geordie, if you can't already tell. I'm from sunny South Shields. So I suppose I'm technically a sand dancer, but I'm very much a Geordie, not a Mackham. Please do not get them confused. I'm also really big into music. I'm a big fan of The Smiths. Red flag, I know, but I'm a girl, so it doesn't count. They've been my top artist on Spotify for the past, like, four or five years now, I think. I love Amy Winehouse. I love Elton John. I love Catfish and the Bottle Men. I've got a big range. I'm a big gym freak. Love the gym, um, love martial arts training, love weights, love yoga, just love keeping active genuinely, going on hot girl walks, listening to podcasts, all that jazz. Speaking of podcasts, I thought I'd give you some recommendations for my favourite podcast at the minute. I absolutely adore Exactly with Florence Given. I'm a big fan of I Way with Jimmy Legemill. And despite not being a Harry Styles fan at all, controversial, I know, my friend Lucy is, and she recommended this brilliant podcast called Good Influence with Gemma Styles, who is actually Harry Styles' sister, and that is genuinely one of the most informative, common, and really just all-round lovely podcasts you'll ever listen to. Highly recommend. So before we really get into the nitty gritty of it, I thought we'd have a bit of a life update and just have a bit of a check-in with everyone that's listening I've been back in Leeds for about a month now. The uni realities are really starting to kick in and as much as I enjoy my course, it is, like any other uni courses, incredibly stressful at times. However, I am really excited about this semester because first year when it came to journalism was a lot of introduction modules, it was a lot of theory modules, which I understand you have to lay down the groundwork, but all in all, sorry, incredibly boring so I'm really glad that that's over and now that I'm actually able to start focusing on some real journalism based modules so I've got three modules this semester and two of them are practical and one of them is an essay based one which is a big improvement from last year I'm really excited about that and super looking forward to being able to lay out some good new journalism work I am one of those people though that bites off more than they can chew sometimes. I like to be overly productive sometimes. So literally since I came back to Leeds, I have been non-stop. I have a full-time uni course. I also work two jobs, go to the gym, go to societies, somehow find time to socialize within that time. Genuinely not bragging, I am absolutely exhausted. But yeah, it's been pretty full on. But I'm enjoying it. It's what I like to do. I'm so happy to be able to get back into this sort of a routine, find things that I enjoy doing, have sort of a balance within my day, you know? 
and a non-negotiable for me is that I always make sure I've got time to spend time with my boyfriend, spend time with my friends, go for nice food, go for some drinks, all that kind of thing. No matter what, I will always fit it in. And that actually leads me on quite nicely to this little section that I'm trying out that is going to be at the beginning of every podcast episode that I do, which is a segment called Leads Life. Now, when you first move to uni, especially if it's a city that you haven't really spent any time in before, like I literally moved to Leeds and I'd visited it once before, it can be quite daunting and it can be quite stressful to not really know what there is to do in the city, not know what the good spots are, not know what the nice little places are. I feel like round Shields and round Newcastle, I've tried every single place that ever exists and I know all the little cute little indie spots and all the little quirky cafes and nice restaurants and everything. And I came to Leeds and I literally had no idea because I didn't know anyone who was from there. I had never spent any time there. And it sometimes can be quite hard to find that information online. So what source is better than the horse's mouth? So I thought what I would do is I'd have this little segment at the beginning of every podcast where I give one recommendation of things to do, places to eat around Leeds. So that anyone who's just moved here and is feeling a bit overwhelmed, doesn't really know where to start, can maybe just have a little bit of insight from me. So my Leeds Life recommendation of this week is The Fox and Newt, which is a pub on Burley Road, but specifically on a Sunday for the Sunday roast. Now, despite being vegetarian, I will devour a Sunday lunch. I will kill that plate. I am coming for a Sunday roast. And I was really, really craving one. At home, my stepdad, Gav, shout out Gav, makes the absolute supreme best Sunday lunches you've ever had in your life. That man is a whiz in the kitchen. It is probably vastly unhealthy and filled with oil and fat, but I do not care. It is heaven on a plate. Even if I'm at work or I'm busy doing stuff in the day, I will make sure that man plates me up a Sunday roast for when I come home because I need that in my life. Being at uni, I am deeply saddened every time my family have a Sunday roast and I am not there. So I was like, no, I said to my boyfriend, I went, we are finding a good Sunday roast in Leeds. I need one and I need one now. So we eventually decided on go trying the Fox and Newt because in first year we both lived on Burley Road. So we'd walk past it quite a few times in first year and just never really had the chance to go. So Sunday just gone, which was two days ago because I'm recording this on Tuesday, uh, went over there. I got the veggie roast, which was literally like the full trimmings on the plate with everything apart from pigs and blankets and obviously the meat. You could either have a nut roast or veggie sausages if you're veggie and I opted for the sausages. And it was just utterly gorgeous. I can't say it scrapes Gav's because his will always be the ultimate in my eyes, but it was pretty damn good. And it had that really like wholesome taste, you know, when you can tell that everything is fresh and homemade. Oh, it was gorgeous. My mouth is watering just thinking about it. So if you've ever got a free Sunday and you fancy a roast, definitely recommend the Fox and Newt. I went with, like I say, my boyfriend and also two of our friends and those people eat meat. um, So they got just the normal roast. I think one of our friends got the small one. um, My boyfriend got beef, I want to say. Don't know. And my other friend, I think he also got beef, but he did not get pigs and blankets because he doesn't eat pork. And everyone agreed that it was absolutely gorgeous. So as I mentioned there before, I am vegetarian and I have been for 
just over seven years now it was just my seven year anniversary last month because i turned vegetarian in september 2015 so at the time i would have been what like 12 yeah i'm 19 now it was seven years ago that's right doubting myself there you wouldn't think that i was already at moss would you christ but yeah so i've been vegetarian for seven years now and honestly nowadays it's literally second nature to us you'll know if you've been vegetarian yourself or even vegan after a while you stop even having to think about it but at the beginning it was a big change and people were really shocked when i first told them i think especially because i was quite young so a lot of people always ask when i tell them oh like what made you become veggie is it like a moral thing is it whatever and my vegetarian coming out story is that is that a way that i can say that i don't know my reason why i turned vegetarian is a little bit unorthodox some may say so essentially what happened is i'm sitting in my dad's house and we're on the sofa and he's like oh reese i started watching this really nice film the other day we should watch it and i go all right what was it about and my dad has always got the most wacky film recommendations i think it must be like a british dad thing to always just know the most obscure strange films to ever exist but my dad just takes it next level like this man had me watching world cinema when i was like 10 years old like i've known what howard the duck was for years on end now he is just crazy but most of the time i love the films that he shows me so this one i was like okay i trust my dad I like my dad's films let's see what he has to say bear in mind and this is a key bit of information he had only seen the first half of this film he goes okay reese it's called samsara it's about the natural wonders of the world it's about like the beauty in nature i go wow dad that sounds great let's watch it so he loads it up on his little tv box and we start watching it and i must say the first half of the film is absolutely gorgeous it is time lapses of sunsets it's sand dunes it's beautiful deserts and rainforests and the sound of rain and oh it's honestly it's gorgeous it's got all of the natural beauty of the world and you really think wow we are so lucky to be here i love earth i love being alive deep for being 12 but it's true and then halfway through samsara it basically turns into a fully different film bear in mind this film has no words there's no commentary over the top it's literally just beautiful calming music and these amazing lapses of beauty in nature and then halfway through no warning it changes to the industrial production of meat in china 12 year old me in the space of about 30 seconds goes from watching the most glorious orange pink sunset i've ever seen to watching a chicken's head get chopped off watching cows get like turned inside out safe to say as a very emotional 12 year old i was horrified i turn around to my dad i say dad i am never eating meat ever again he laughs he goes reese i know it's horrible but come on don't be silly i go no dad i'm serious i go home the next day i go mom i am not eating meat ever again she goes yeah right and i go just you watch and i think i already knew at that point that i wasn't gonna eat meat again I, i wasn't just like taking the make i wasn't exaggerating i already knew but the fact that they both said you won't last that just made me want to do it a million times more and here we are (laughs) seven years later have never ate meat since never cheated never done any of that stuff um it truly is part of who i am now and i don't think it's something that i'm ever going to revert to because i genuinely don't see the point anymore 
I think especially nowadays, veggie options are so much more improved from when I first turned vegetarian. So back in 2015, it wasn't like sort of as cool or as normal to be veggie or vegan. Vegan was really rare at that time. And I remember I used to have to like research a restaurant before I went out to check that they would have a veggie option. And I guarantee if I went out and I was going to get veggie food, the dish would just be some sort of cheese thing. And that is no problem for me because I absolutely adore cheese. Really not complaining. But that just shows how inaccessible the vegan diet was at that time. Literally everything that was on a fat was cheese. Whereas now I know that I can go, especially in a city centre like Leeds or Newcastle, I can go anywhere and there will be multiple dishes to accommodate to being vegetarian or being vegan or being gluten free or whatever the dietary requirement that you have is. And that's great. I'm really happy that vegetarianism and veganism is becoming more accessible as a whole and is becoming easier to practice in the mainstream Western world. Now, I got a bit cocky with my vegetarianism when I was about, what, maybe like 15, 16, and I decided to try being vegan for a while. Now, if you've ever met me, you know that cheese is my lifeblood every single dish that I have if I can put cheese on it I'm putting cheese on it I love all types of cheese I love smoked cheese I love black pepper cheese I love brie I love like just your basic cheddar I like Wensleydale I even like blue cheese every single kind of cheese is up my alley in every single cheese dish you best bet that is going on my plate so being vegan for me was not only devastatingly painful and hard because I miss cheese so much but it was also really really bad for me and I'm, I'm not saying that being vegan has to be unhealthy because I genuinely don't believe that I do think that you can be vegan and get all of the nutrients that you need and have a really balanced and really healthy lifestyle but there is one crucial ingredient that people forget to mention when they say that you can do that in fact there's two crucial ingredients that people forget you need to add to that equation and that is either money or time we cannot deny that if you don't have any time and you need quick accessible you know easy so-called lazy vegan food that is going to be expensive and if you want to buy cheap vegan ingredients and make nutritious vegan food yourself then that is going to require time and a lot of people with work with school with childcare, with everything going on in the modern world simply do not have one of those two ingredients and as much as veganism is becoming a lot more popular especially with like you know the hippie reprise in the western world it really isn't that accessible to everyone and I don't think it's fair to argue that everyone should be vegan because at this stage of the community it's really not something that's open to everyone. But that's really what I wanted to talk about today. So I think something that I've really noticed within the past couple of years in inside the vegetarian and vegan community is this huge uprise in people gatekeeping veganism and it absolutely does my head in there's this assumption in this in in the community that there's some sort of binary between being vegan and not being vegan and there's this pressure to always be a perfect vegan or a perfect vegetarian at all times 
and I don't think we realise how much harm this is doing to the community itself and also how much it's pushing people away from even giving it a try. Now imagine if you are a meat eater and a dairy eater and you've born into a family of meat eater and dairy eaters which is pretty much the standard for most UK families. Imagine you become semi-interested in veganism or eating more plant-based and all of a sudden you're bombarded with this rhetoric. You need to stop eating this, you need to stop eating this, you need to stop eating this, you can't drink this, you can't have that, you can't do this, you can't wear this and there's so many rules that you need to follow to consider yourself vegan that it almost becomes like off-putting it becomes scary and it really discourages people from even trying i hear so many people saying oh i could go vegan if it wasn't for cheese or i could go vegetarian if it wasn't for bloody mcdonald's chicken nuggets and it frustrates me so much to hear that because i think if we were just a little bit more accepting and used a bit more critical thinking we could really expand the community in a way that's actually going to be beneficial to the environment in the world that we're living in imagine how much of a better place the world would be if every single person in the world chose one meat that was their favorite or one dairy product that was their absolute favorite and stopped eating every other meat or dairy product apart from that one thing if every single person in the world only picked say chicken nuggets and stopped eating all of a meat that would be extremely extremely beneficial for the environment and i think we miss out as a community of considering that small steps are better than no steps we're so caught up in this perfectionism of the lifestyle that we have made people feel that if you can't commit 100%, there's no point in trying at all. It is 100% better to have thousands upon thousands of imperfect vegetarians and imperfect vegans than having a tiny, minute group of absolutely perfect vegans, but nobody else even tries to make steps to become more plant-based because they're scared of what we're going to say to them. I think at the end of the day we sometimes get caught up and forget that the community of people in the world who are vegetarian and vegan is actually pretty small compared to the rest of the world. We are a minority and the whole point is most for most people anyway is that we're trying to make some sort of societal change, some sort of environmental change. So if we are the minority are we really in the position to be turning people away who want to give it a go just because they're not going to do it perfectly. For me, I think it's better to at least welcome people to at least give it half a go, you know what I mean? Even if it's a bit half effort, even if it's a bit, you know, they only cut out certain things, that to me is still better than shunning people so that they think that we are the enemy and decide that they don't even want to associate with the community at all we are not in the position to be turning these people away we're supposed to work together we're supposed to be trying to make some sort of global initiative to incite global change we're too insignificant of a community to pick and choose who we want to be involved and this whole thing isn't meant to hate on me as Eva. I'm not saying that if you eat meat, you're an, in- you're an inherently terrible person and 
you're not doing the right thing and you're never going to do anything good in the world. That is not at all what I'm saying. And to be honest, anyone really who's ever spoke to me knows that my vegetarianism isn't something that I've ever really pushed on people. I'm not the kind of vegetarian to be like, to bring it up at every single opportunity and to try and push it in people's faces and try and make people feel bad for eating meat. The only thing that really, really grates on me that I cannot stand is when people eat meat on the bone in front of me and I won't say anything to them I will just remove myself from the situation but I physically cannot sit there while someone eats like chicken wings or something not because of them it's your choice your body no judgment from me but it genuinely knocks me ill and I cannot be around when that is going on but yeah if you're a meat eater if you're like you know um, an omnivore and you feel like you can make some steps towards becoming more plant-based then I think we should be encouraging that i think that should be something that's worthy of celebration because at the end of the day that just shows that you're somewhat open-minded and you're open to change open to trying to improve yourself improve the situation of the world that we're in and i'm never gonna shame someone for that in fact i'm actively going to encourage it so if you think that say on thursdays and fridays you cannot eat any meat or you can not eat any dairy at all apart from milk on your cereal i'm really not going to chastise you for that and i think it's really impressive that you're even trying i think even just the fact that more people are opting for using plant-based milk in their daily coffee is really a step forward in the progression of veganism in the western world And I think this applies for all forms of activism or, you know, um, campaigning for social change. If you're actively trying to make someone the enemy that's on the opposite side, you're never going to convert anyone. You're never going to change anyone's mind. That is not the way that humans operate. If you're really trying to make someone feel like they're the enemy, of course they're not going to want to be part of your cause. Of course they're not going to want to listen to you. Because as far as you're concerned, they're evil. think we just need to get rid of this binary assumption that you're either 100% vegan or you're 100% not and if we ever really want to make a difference in the world we're gonna have to do some acceptance of people and we're gonna have to be a lot more proactive in the way that we're encouraging of people and kind to people and that's the only way that we're ever truly going to make progress so I'm not you know dumping on vegans I think you guys are so impressive and you know props to you for being able to stick to it and for putting so much time and effort into the cause that you believe in good for you and I'm really proud of everyone who has the courage and the dedication to do that it's really impressive and you should be proud of yourself like I say I'm not a vegan myself it is really not for me but I love being vegetarian and I do love trying vegan food and I feel like I'm starting to get to grips with a few of the good spots around Leeds so if you do ever want any vegan food recommendations any restaurant recommendations fast food recommendations in and around Leeds do hit me up anytime and I will be happy to do what I can for you off the top of my head what I can think of is I am a big fan of Brewdog anyway love brewdog love the drinks love the food love everything and something that i did recently was go to their bottomless wings wednesday you get two hours of bottomless wings and they can be chicken wings but they also do cauliflower wings and satan wings is that how you say that satan satan you know what i mean s-e-i that the flour meat substitute thing you guys know what i mean so i opted for the cauliflower wings and i went with my boyfriend and he actually said that he likes 
the cauliflower wings more than the chicken ones and he is not vegetarian and probably never will be but they were the tastiest things I have literally ever consumed in my life it was two hours very well spent on my behalf I know at BrewDog as well, they on a Monday they also do two for one on all of the vegan dishes. So that's like burgers, all that kind of thing, and it is truly divine. There's two BrewDogs in Leeds. There's one in Headingley and one up in the town centre, like near the train station. I went to the Headingley one just because it's closer to my student house and it's just so cute and little. I thought it was so much more vibey, but there's honestly BrewDogs everywhere. I've been to the one in Newcastle as well. Another vegan recommendation, which unfortunately cannot be put to use at the minute, but if it ever eventually comes back round, you need to go. There's a restaurant called Meat is Dead that's up near the Kirkstall Aldi, near Cardigan Fields. Um, I went there earlier this year and had a vegan tapas selection, and it was, oh my god, honestly, I genuinely look at the pictures every single day and think to myself what I would do to have that food back. It was actually a birthday trip. Um, again, I went with my boyfriend. God, I promise I have friends. I don't spend all my time with my boyfriend. I am cool, I promise. Christ. But yeah, he took me there for my birthday this year. And actually, really sadly, they've had to temporarily close their doors at the moment. I think it's just with everything that's going on at the moment, a lot of small businesses are finding it really, really difficult. But if they ever do manage to open again, I really recommend you guys go down and show it some love because it's honestly gorgeous and it deserves all all the hype and other than that that pretty much rounds off the first episode of Resound Record thank you so much if you've made it this far I've had a really good time chatting with you guys today the podcasts are going to be out on a weekly basis fingers crossed at the same time every week and you can find them on the LSR Spotify I'll be posting a link and you know post updates podcast updates on the Instagram for my blog which is reese.com on record on instagram so please do give that a follow you know even chuck on post notifications if you're feeling crazy and i'll be able to keep you up to date with that then and it also means that if you're ever really 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 desperate to you know get back in touch with me you can it also has a link to my website on there so you can read my actual written blog post which is where it all began (laughs) i know so emotional and just a lot of more extra content i'm trying to be really active on there this semester and you know actually make it more of a social profile rather than just new blog post new blog post new blog post (laughs) but yes so you'll probably be listening to this on spotify or some other music streaming device but i will also be uploading it on my website and on the website there's a comment section and please feel free to you know get involved let me know your opinion send me a message about what you thought of the show i love to hear from everyone and always open to feedback on everything i've had an absolutely great time speaking about this with you guys today i hope you have a fabulous week and weekend and i will see you again at the same time next week bye